Welcome all you Plus 2 Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus 2 Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. Thank you so much for joining me. And before we get to our fantastic episode with author Jacqueline Carey, I have to tell you about our upcoming shows. On Friday, September 18th at the Tap Room Bar and Grill in beautiful Haddonfield, New Jersey, Sam Morell will be performing along with all the other greats of High Note Humor, so please come out for that before his Comedy Central Presents. See him in a small, intimate room here at the Tap Room for just $20. There's a link in the description to this very podcast for tickets that are on sale right now. So come get some $5 mozzarella sticks and see a great night of comedy. Also, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Inconceivable. Inconceivable is a fantastic Massachusetts anime sci-fi convention, and they were nice enough to let us do a a podcast right there at their convention. So we'd like to thank them by making them our sponsor. So be sure to check them out at in-con-ceivable.com. And we hope to see you there next year. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. We're on the road, we're going home to the place where wild nerds roam with pretty girls and dudes and kids. Going to cons is our Ready for a podcast. <laughs> De- delayed readiness for the podcast. Excellent. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Inconceivable. I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. I am joined by the Miracle Max to my Dread Pirate Roberts, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? That one didn't make any sense. You helped me, but begrudgingly. Uh, yeah, but... We're, we're Wesley and Andre the Giant. Too complimentary. Too complimentary. <laughs> I decided to go at Miracle Max no, and I make don't. you a troll that is difficult to work with. Who is also Billy Crystal? Yes. All right. I'll take it. All right. Good. Our guest this week is a fiction or a fantasy fiction writer. Please give it up for Jacqueline Carey. <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, continuing the tra- tradition that we have on the show that the guest gets more applause than us. So wow. thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, do I get to be Buttercup? You can be Buttercup yeah. if you'd like. Sure. I mean, I don't remember Miracle Max's wife's name in that. Uh, Miracle. She was played by Carol Kane. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> I know that much, but... <laughs> Uh, but thank you so much for doing the show, and uh, I don't want to embarrass myself and mispronounce the name of your book again, <laughs> like I did in the pre-interview, but please tell us about your works. <laughs> <laughs> well handled. Thank you. Uh, I'm a professional. The, the series that I'm best known for is Kushiel's Legacy, which is a series of sort of alternate historical fantasy set in my version of medieval Provence. Um Lots of sex, adventure, romance, battle, terrible destinies, all the good stuff. <laughs> that That is definitely all the good stuff. How long have you been writing the series? The first one uh, was published in 2001 and the last in 2010, I believe. 
And then I've currently been working on something that's more urban fantasy, the Agent of Hell, H-E-L oh, series. So the, the legacy is complete? The legacy is complete. So I've always wondered, especially when it comes to like fantasy anthology, how much do you have planned for like, this will happen book eight? Or is it just, let's see where this book goes and then see if there's a calling for a sequel? I tend to be a planner. I know it's different for every writer, but I am I am of the plotter family, not a pantser, as they say. <laughs> is that, that be... an industry term? <laughs> it, it totally for unprepared is. people? Are it, pantsers? No, the, um, it, it refers to flying by the seat of your pants. Oh, oh okay. That's, that's more, I guess, PC then. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to take my pants off and open the vest, which is, I thought, what you were saying. That happens too, but, but I think there's another term for that. So, so fantasy battles and sex all all round up together into one uh, epic story. Now, what what inspired this uh, this story? Uh, kind of a conjunction of a variety of different things. Part of it was a trip to the south of France that inspired the setting. Um, part of it was a lifelong love of history and mythology. Mm-hmm. And then the main character of the original trilogy, uh, Fedra, is, uh, oh, she was ma- recently named by io9, the best courtesan spy in <laughs> in fantasy. Maybe it was just best spy, because there aren't that many courtesan spies. There's yeah, I was about to say, what a very <laughs> specific award. <laughs> I know. I don't know, I read a lot of fantasy, and I'm like, yeah, that's a category. I come across... <laughs> Sure. At least four. The Matahari. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, now I'm interested in these awards now. So they just gave out awards for different types of characters? Different character classes, I guess? <laughs> I believe so. That's awesome. But I, I don't know what the others are. Just the ones that, you know, you get a deluge of fans tagging you with the same post on Facebook going, look, look, you made this list. <laughs> what did you win? Did you get a trophy or... I Bag of gold pieces. got the reward of being able to sit here and say, I have the best courtesan spy in epic fantasy. Oh, I was so, hoping there'd know. at least be a statue for that. I know, that would have been sweet. <laughs> I guess they don't have a lot of those sitting around trophy shops. Like, what's your courtesan spy? No? <laughs> oh. Looks like a sci-fi courtesan, though. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. No, that's I... a dune courtesan. <laughs> <laughs> I did have somebody present me with a beautiful painted figurine once Ooh. at a panel. And I happened to be sitting next to Orson Scott Card at the time, who all I knew was that he was a very pleasant man, but devout Mormon. And somebody (laughs) brought up this little naked, manacled, tattoo-painted slave figurine. I was like, thank you so much. Don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. I attempted to block him from you. (laughs) I know there's a big thing in the Mormon religion about anti-miniature nakedness. Yeah, they don't like pewter miniatures. (laughs) So... (laughs) Not unless they're wearing the special underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so you said this is also an alternate history, though. So this takes place on Earth? Yes. Well, that's such a cool concept. I love, you know, when we could do fantasy here instead of mm-hmm. having to put it elsewhere. Is there any particular reason for that decision? Uh, just that I really love ble- being able to play with elements of history. Um, one of my readers dubbed my style cafeteria-style alternate history because I was kind of like, Oh, I'll have a little bit of that, and I'm going to uh, totally repress Great Britain. Carthage, I'm going to resurrect. And, you know, I love to, I, uh, alternate history is something I've just gotten into because mm-hmm. I read a lot of history books and I read a lot of fantasy books, and it was like a whole genre I didn't know existed. And I'll, people love Carthage. I've I found three or four books already. That's it's 
the Punic Wars, but Carthage wins, and now Carthage mm-hmm. is in charge. I have yeah, no I idea what we're talking about right. anymore because you don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I talk Animal about the Punic Alps, Wars a lot. <laughs> I have something like 107 recorded conversations with you. I don't think you've mentioned them once. I, I absolute Peloponnesian Wars and Punic Wars have come up three or four times. Right. You do you do that thing where your eyes glaze over and then you don't listen. <laughs> it's, it's hard. And to you're catch like, I the... love Pokemon too. Will <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same first letter. I guess they're similar. That makes sense to me. But you you said you are working on a new series now. Uh, I I actually just announced for the first time ever here this morning Ooh. at Inconceivable. Oh, this is breaking uh, news on the breaking, Plus Two Comedy totally Podcast. News. Um, my newest project will not be a series at all. It is uh, my take on Shakespeare's Tempest. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I have a soft spot in my heart for Tempest. I think Tempest is one of Shakespeare's best plays. And uh, one of the reasons I have a soft spot for it is we went to the Renaissance Fair <laughs> And uh, they always do the the improv show. And the, the game they played was deleted scenes from Shakespeare shows. They're like, yell out a Shakespeare show, and we'll do a deleted scene from it. And I screamed, Tempest. And the host went, Romeo and Juliet. Good, good one. Good. Aw, man. I was like, no way. <laughs> so I screamed Tempest through the rest of the show. <laughs> and at the end, the host went, okay, we'll do Tempest. I haven't read it, and he jumped off the stage, and then the rest of the actors like shrugged at each other and went, Tempest! I was like, oh, guys, come on. You're missing out. That's a great, great show. Yeah, if you're going to put that out there, you've yeah. got to be prepared for some of the greatest hits. I mean, you could have been sitting there shouting, Coriolanus! Yeah. Oh, I love Coriolanus. Random sonnets! You mean the Gerard Butler movie, right? Oh, I forgot about that. That did put it a little <laughs> higher up on the radar. It's actually a really solid movie. I love. I I love modern Shakespeare. It doesn't happen a whole lot. In fact, I only know Romeo and Juliet and Corleone, but I love them both. Yeah, didn't Joss Whedon do? Yeah, yeah he just uh, did Much Ado, I believe. Yes, yeah. in his house. Right. Yes, <laughs> he kidnapped a bunch of actors like, and, and forced them to with, do so it. I think they're just hanging out, and he was like, "Guys, I got a script." Yeah, well, that is literally what happened. It was his vacation, and his <laughs> wife said to him, "Hey." You've been saying you want to do much ado about nothing for like ever, and I'm really sick of hearing it. Well, so can you go do it? <laughs> and so they went and did it. There's also a really solid uh, modern Macbeth about oh. fast food starring Christopher Walken. I highly recommend it. Oh, that's I believe Christopher idea. Walken plays Macduff. Huh. It's pretty solid. But let's talk about your take on The Tempest. I'm sorry. Is it about fast food? <laughs> uh, it is not. Drat. Um, fun fact, the action of Shakespeare's play takes place during one day. Yes. But, uh, these people have been on this island for 12 years prior to that, and so my take is really exploring, uh, the book, I believe, unless the title gets changed, which is always possible, <laughs> it will be called Miranda and Caliban. Okay. Oh, it's like a, isn't that, uh, Gilderstein, I'm gonna mess their names up, Gildenstein and Rosencrantz Rosen are Gild- dead. Oh, it's isn't it them going yeah, off yeah. on their adventure? I, I like that idea. You, it's an established story. You yes. need to step on your toes. <laughs> I was like, I know literature. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, it's you say it's in one day, and immediately when I think fantasy story, it's like, well, every fantasy story has to start with recapping the first five hundred years of <laughs> what's happened on this planet. Right. So it's going to be rough to do a one day fantasy story. Yeah, this is. Um... 
probably the most literary thing I've written in that, uh, not in that the language is more lyrical, but it's a lot about the language, which I think is true of Shakespeare's play. I think The Tempest is very much about uh, language, power, control. Yeah. So those are some of the themes I wanted to explore in my version. So as a writer, uh, I'm someone that dabbles in writing, and we have a lot of fans that we do uh, NaNoWriMo every year. So I was wondering if you could have any advice for, because fantasy books are always quite heavy. <laughs> so I was wondering if you had any advice for, you know, actually getting the story onto paper. You know, it's one of those things where every writer <clears throat> really has to discover for themselves what works. Are you a plotter? Are you a pantser? Should you outline? Should you just try it? And you really have to learn by doing um Give yourself permission to make mistakes is one of the things I like most often to say. And I was talking this morning about how you write a really polished debut novel. You write some practice novels first that mm -hmm. remain yeah. in a drawer, never to see the light of day. Yes. <laughs> I will say that most people I talk to, that is their big thing. Is like, well, if I fail, then it's over. I was like, no, what do you, no, failing is, yeah. is something that has to be done hundreds and hundreds of times yeah, before you can continue on. Do you have a date for the uh, the upcoming book, or is it still just... Uh, not for sure. Um, Tor, it was acquired by Tor, and their schedule for 2016 is already pretty full, so it'll probably be early 2017. Look for 2017? Yeah. That's amazing that you can... Like, working with deadlines frightens me so much <laughs> when it comes to writing, because uh, there's so many times where I've written, gotten to the end, and was like, well, no one will see this again. <laughs> Let's start from scratch. So... I will definitely be looking forward to that book. If is there one book that in particular you think uh would be best for people to dive into your works? Um it really depends on what your own literary tastes are. Kushiel's Dart is the first one of the the big Kushiel's legacy. So of course that's a good starting point, but if you're just trying to introduce someone to my work, um Dark Currents is the name of the first urban fantasy and it's a lot more accessible it does not have say a five-page dramatis personae <laughs> preceding it, which puts some people off right away gotcha excellent i'll have to check that out now we also like to geek out on this show and we do it with a segment called what you watch and what you read and what you playing it's where we talk about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing jacqueline since you're new to the group what have you been watching uh and on the geeking out front i like to have what I call my, my workout jam so that if I'm doing the stationary bike or whatever at home, I've, I've got something to watch. And most recently, I'm about three quarters of the way through Attack on Titan. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Which uh, my partner refers to by making a tipping the head back and swallowing small human gesture. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is so you don't confuse it with another show with giant attacking titans. How do you like it? Uh, I I was enjoying at first the fact that it really is pretty damn disturbing. Yes, yes, it's very upsetting. Yeah, then it gets a little wheel spinning for mm, me. And that's, the... I call that anime e. Yeah, yes, it's yeah, yeah. a just little anime e. I love ten episodes of that show. I thought it was great, and then it just kind of turned into every other anime I'd seen. In fact, I there's a moment where the guy who's the classic anime main character gets eaten. You think he's well. He might be dead. His little the anime classic sidekick watches it, and I go, oh, let him be the main character. Let this break all... Oh, no, the other guy gets superpowers. He lives. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same old. I, I, 
was a little unfortunate in that one of the first animes I watched was Samurai Champloo. Oh, but I love that And show. I loved it so much, and nothing's ever been as good. Yeah. But yes. I keep searching. <laughs> yeah, th- I actually brought this up uh, last week that a lot of people have this, like, Breaking Bad problem where they watch Breaking Bad. It's so good, and they're like, well, what's next? And it's like, well, you already watched the best thing. <laughs> yeah. So here's something that might not disappoint you too much in comparison. <laughs> here's your methadone. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> So, yeah, I've been trying to get into Attack on Titan. I I don't like subtitles. That's an issue I have, but uh, I, I do want to get into it. Just, you know, give me a terrible dub. <laughs> That's all I want. How about you, Will? What have you been watching? Well, I, I started talking about last week, and then a loud Australian got <laughs> us going off. on Prometheus. Yeah. Uh, I started watching Peaky Blinders, which is a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. It's It's got the, and I don't know his real name, he played Scarecrow in Batman. Yeah, does anyone know Killian who played Scarecrow? Yeah, Killian, Killian Murphy. Murphy. Yes, I like, like I uh, win the shakes barley, just like all his stuff, and I never know. He's just Scarecrow, uh, <laughs> Crane. His name, <laughs> Doctor Crane. Doctor Crane. Uh, it's in nineteen 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 eighteen uh, England. The right to Irish mafia family in England. <laughs> For the folks at home. <laughs> I've been so good. We're in a room with some with some traffic. traffic. Yeah, some foot traffic, like shirtless death pool. Yeah, Deadpool. I do. That I a lot thought of he was strong bad, and that's what threw me off. Cause oh I, yeah, I wanted to go hug him. I love strong bad. Uh, it's a yeah. It's a right after World War One. It's an Irish mob family. Uh, Sam Neill, who is Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park, is yes. a cop they brought in to. Uh, he's fighting the mob. He's fighting corrupt police, and he's fighting. Uh, the Finians, which is the Sinn Féin IRA movement. Okay. And so the, it's cool because it's, it's a little, I don't want to call it Game of Thronesy, but it's that, like, there's different factions and you're uh, rooting for different ones. As and, and Killian's not a great, he's a great main character. He's not a likable main character. Like, he's okay. a jerk. Okay. So, so it's you a, don't know who you like. It's a fantasy show minus the magic? Yeah. Uh, almost steampunk just where it's set. But... but in re- reality, it's realistic, yeah. Okay. Except all the the soundtracks, all modern music, and it really it oh, makes it interesting. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Wasn't I love the it. theme song, um, Nick Cave's "Red Right Hand." Yeah, from yeah. which I was like, "That's the song from Hellboy." <laughs> <laughs> I love this show, but it is a really good show. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out too. I'm getting a lot of homework this week. I uh, love any of the Netflix. Re- have you seen? I didn't mean to jump, but you mentioned uh, uh, courtesans. Have you seen? Uh, Marco Polo? No, not yet. Oh. It's in my queue. It's so good. The, the men that are in it fight, and they fight like normal people. All the women that fight have superpowers, and it makes it this really cool like world where, yeah, it's about the cons. Kublai Khan fights, and oh, he's a normal guy, but there's a courtesan character who has super ninja powers. Awesome. And, it, and the Khan's wife fights at one point. She also has super ninja powers. It's just cool to just see, yeah, men or whatever, but all the ladies are awesome. And yet the men are still in charge. Mm, you kind of. <laughs> Khan's wife is very much in charge of the Mongol Empire. Well, you know how like all those 1950s sitcoms where the, the, you know, the men are in charge but they're at work and then the woman actually runs the household? Mm-hmm. That's what Marco Polo is except it's war. Yeah. <laughs> in the greatest okay. empire in human history. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I'm going to take a quick poll for mine. Is anybody in here Watching Mr. Robot. That sounds nobody. Made up. No, it's, it's a it's a USO sh- uh, USO. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a touring overseas show. No, it's uh, a USA show about hackers. And I don't know what it is about it, but every time I put it on, I watch an episode, I think it's stupid, and then I put another episode on. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. Christian Slater's in it. And, like, it's just one of those things where I'm pretty sure I nailed the twist episode two. So I just want to keep watching it so I can be right. <laughs> I was like, I know what's going to happen. Show it to me. Uh, another episode. Okay. So it's, it, it really, it should be a good show. That's the best way to explain it. It's about hackers, like, legitimately hacking a... Yeah, I only uh, like 90s hacking. Yeah, it's not like 90s hacking where it's like, I put in a virus, now there's, like, <laughs> an animated yes. GIF on the screen. I didn't, they actually watch hackers at one point in the yeah. show and are like, look how inaccurate this is. I don't is. like it. Don't make fun of hackers. <laughs> So it's a legitimate hacking show, which I super enjoy. They're tearing down the system. It's a little heavy-handed with it being against Evil Corp. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why would anyone go work for Evil Corp? It's not really uh, called how Evil much Corp. Do they- no, it's really called Evil Corp oh in the show. <laughs> and and the good guys, the ones that are against the man, That's are called... That's a placeholder name that you put in because you can't think of the Evil Corp's name. <laughs> totally. And, and then you accidentally emailed that script. And then the, the rebellious hackers are called F-Society. That I would believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um yeah it's a little heavy handle with its... I don't even know if I want to call it symbolism. It might it's just not be called symbolism. bad writing. <laughs> but I really want to like the show because I keep watching it for some stupid reason. But it's not very good. And I'm going to get the twist right. I don't want to reveal it because spoilers, I guess. But I swear I'm going to get it right and then you'll all see. <laughs> all right. Jacqueline, I want to throw it back to you. What are you reading? I, I don't have a good geek out answer for this. It like, doesn't have yeah, to be geeky. Okay. It's just what you're currently into. Okay. Um, I'm an eclectic reader. Okay. So unless I get on some undiscovered series... Uh, there's nothing I'm into, but I did on my way here just uh, finish a book that was tremendously good uh, called The Lizard Cage by Karen Connolly. That's um, The Lizard Cage. Lizard Cage, yeah. It's set in Burma in, I think, the 1990s. The whole thing takes place in a prison camp for a lot of political dissidents. And it's one of those harrowing yet beautiful books mm-hmm. that you finish and you're like, oh my God, I've been through the ringer. <laughs> one of those books that exhausts you by the end. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I made it. Yeah. I, I love th- that experience of just like the the, the physical slog of reading when it's uh, just emotionally taxing. So who wrote that? Uh, you know? Karen Connolly is the author's name. Karen Con- I'm not familiar with Karen Connolly's work. I've been in a book club for something like 25 years we've been meeting it's it's a really cool touchstone people have had kids that are now grown up and mm-hmm. been through marriages and divorces and this was one of our uh our, we read on themes and our monthly theme or yearly theme was books you've always wanted to talk about okay so this was one of our members picks that's cool. Cool. I, I feel like I would read more if I had the pressure of a group. Yeah, <laughs> telling me I on. had to. Yeah, I've I've been reading the same book for easily two years. I'll explain it later <laughs> when it's my turn. <laughs> so, Will, I'll ask you, what have you been reading? Uh, I talked about it before, and I think this is gonna be the last time I talk about it because I'm kind of done. It's the anthology, the Warriors anthology. Which, oh, the the short stories fantasy yeah. book. And well, it's not all fantasy. Some of it's sci-fi, and some of it's uh, modern day stuff. In fact. 
But and I wish I had a I had the list of authors the first time I talked about it, but now I don't have it. It's edited by George R. R. Martin, which caught my eye, and that's okay. why I got it. And like some of it's really great. One of them was a a woman that was in a it's this superhero woman, like a Batman character, and you don't really know what's going on, and then you realize it was a woman that went into a coma when she got assaulted by her husband, so she manifested this this woman mm-hmm. to stop violence against like women and children. She's just running around the city helping people. Okay. And it's, it's, so it's all in her mind, or no, this is what she, she wakes she up and becomes. Yeah, well, the the per, the woman she created isn't her. She doesn't know who she is. Oh, and so so through positive thinking, it manifested. Yeah, yeah. Which is is just a cool idea. And then some of it's like the sci-fi, and it's so bad. And I love sci-fi, and a, a key component is kind of like you know metaphors for other stuff, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to represent things, but. The last one was a dude who, he was a religious terrorist, and there was the religious planet, and then the super corporate planet. Called Evil Corp. Yeah, (laughs) Corp Plan. (laughs) And he had a a thing in his brain that, like, basically, you read him scripture and comforts him, and he had to take that out, and he had to put in the corporation thing that's just advertisements, and then that gets damaged, and he takes that out, and then once he doesn't have anybody in his brain, he realizes that this is all stupid, and I'm like, oh, he learned to think for himself. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> it's just, but when it's I, that, so like, you read something more heavy-handed than Mr. Yeah, Robot. Just, That's uh, incredible. I hate it. It's just a little subtlety, guys. Yes. Did you happen to watch uh, Black Mirror? No. Black Mirror. Uh, BBC show um, that deals with it's science fiction. It's sort of Twilight Zoney. Mm-hmm. I think there were six episodes, and they all have some kind of twisty premise that deals. Which with. is fine, but if you don't. Do it well, it right, just becomes right. that Futurama joke of, yeah. I've made the most evil creature. Turns out it's man. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, great. Yeah, well, your reaction at the end should be, oh, not, yeah. <laughs> Got it. No crap. So I, this would be the last time. I'm done with this book. Yeah. I think I'm going to move on to uh, Neil Gaiman's Nevermore and go right back to Neil Gaiman. That's a good call. Neil Gaiman's always a safe bet. I think <laughs> Nevermore is the raven. I think Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Neverwhere. Yep. it's fine (laughs) so uh i've been reading uh if you've never read this book i recommend you pick it up because you will never look at this hotel the same again uh this book is called house of leaves it is a story are you aware of house of leaves this you've been the first guest that knows what it is noah's been talking about it for years and i don't believe him mark dan Danielewski? Yes. Danielewski? Yes. No, don't you all jump in. <laughs> Will's been afraid of this book. And is I'm not afraid to convince... of it. It doesn't exist and you need to stop reading it. <laughs> but I really feel like this hotel is the house from House of Leaves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because from the outside, this hotel does not look that big. Very small. But then when you walk around, it's gigantic and really confusing. Like, I could not draw a map of this place no. if I really wanted to. I've found uh, new indoor gardens, which were not there. Yeah, exactly. Last night. Like, and just like the weird echoes of things in the oh, room. The, oh, the echoes? The echoes. You know the echoes? <laughs> the echoes in here are odd. <laughs> <laughs> They're all echoey. <laughs> no, but echoes are a big part of uh, the book because they explain how much space you need for there to be an echo. And that's how they knew that the that everything got a little bit bigger because they needed this much space for there to be an echo. And Wilkie contested that I went a little crazy in our uh, hotel room because I heard an echo, oh. but if I took one step like 
forward in our room, the echo went away. There was like one area where our room echoed and didn't echo anywhere else. I've been reading this book for two years, and <laughs> this is what it's done to me. I just am constantly – it's one of those things where I'll read a passage, and then I'll be like, that reminds me of something in Chapter 2. Let me reread Chapter 2 real quick. So it's like the book is a hotel you can't get out of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I cannot escape this book. I've been trying to for years. And when I complete it, if I will either give it to Will – who will probably just be like, I've decided not to read it. I've beaten House of yeah. Leaves. <laughs> or since I've written so many notes in it, I just want to donate it to like a used bookstore and just have them have to deal with my insane ramblings, along with the insane ramblings of the actual book. That seems like a nice, mean thing to do to somebody. <laughs> so, uh, Jacqueline, I'll throw it back to you. What have you been playing? Um, I forgot to ask. Playing in, in, playing really in any anything. sense, no. like board games, video games, video gambling games. problems. Oh, yeah, yeah if you, I, you can gamble without a problem. <laughs> I so totally did not get the gamer gene that when you mentioned earlier that you would ask me that, I thought, music, playlists, gosh, I haven't really oh, been we, on a list. We do music kick. as well. We, we've play, had a few people answer with music. <laughs> I don't. I wish I did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, no, the um, other than a flirtation somewhere in the 90s with Duke Nukem. Uh, <laughs> Go off. <laughs> you flirted with Duke Nukem? <laughs> Wait a thing. It lasted 18 months, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm not a player. You're not a player of any kind? No, no card games, no board games, nothing like that? Um, not much. Although I I do enjoy Cards Against Humanity. That's come okay. Up a few That's times. always a solid choice. And uh, yeah, there's some rumor afoot. I hear that they might be doing a fantasy expansion that <laughs> actual fantasy authors would have a hand in creating. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a really great idea. I think idea. this might be one of Pat Rothfuss's uh, side projects that. Uh, I, I have a, a slight hatred towards Cards Against Humanity <laughs> because it's such a simple idea that it makes me wish I had thought of it. It's just so British. Everybody just, had. It, it's, yeah. uh, it was apples to apples. Like, why can't this be dirty and more fun? Yeah, and then one person was ambitious enough to be like, I'm doing it! It was. Like, it took how many years for, like, Dragon Ball Z is great, but it's so long. Let's make it shorter. <laughs> oh, my God, let's cut episodes out. Oh, this is a great show. Oh, wow, this is brilliant. 20 years. <laughs> So, so do you have the bigger blacker box, or do you just... I do not. Oh, you're missing out <laughs> on, on other words. <laughs> you I gotta, you I, could I, reasonably I, write down your own dirty words, but they're not official. Yeah, I rely on friends to be my pushers Yeah, for that sort of thing. I, I'm the same way, where I, I don't want to be the guy that owns it, but yeah. it'll be around wherever I go. <laughs> Everybody else has it. And then I can just yell at them for not having the right expansions. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I want to use this foul word. Yeah. You don't have a Gogurt card. <laughs> Gogurt card is money. <laughs> oh, well, you will. What have you been playing? Uh, I played uh, Betrayal again. Last oh, yes, night. yes, yes. Betrayal, a board game based off of this hotel. Yeah, it was uh, a weird meta experience. <laughs> <laughs> I became a tentacle monster, which is a panel we're doing tonight. Yes, so. yeah, good good plugging. Good plugging, Well, yeah, For the podcast people on Tuesday. <laughs> Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to add? I, we are flying I, through this I segment right now. Won. <laughs> all right. I haven't played anything in the two days since we did a podcast. Oh, that's fine. I mean, all right, whatever. I'm, I'll, I'll yell at you about this later. 
<laughs> I didn't say anything because no, we were arguing anything. about yeah, Prometheus. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll finish this up. I've been playing a game called Limbo. Have you guys played Limbo? Anybody? Uh, yeah, I, I great have. game. Not not the Limbo Stick. Uh, the the video game Limbo. It is about I a. Love it. I'm out. <laughs> it is the story of a small boy who enters Limbo to find his sister, and it's so minimalistic. In that there's no color, it's just black and white, mm-hmm. and they give you no instruction. Just like, you're this boy, go do things. So you don't know if, what the buttons do, you just try to make your way through it. And they did a great job of, very Lost-esque, in that there was lots of uh, lots of things that I'm sure were symbolic, a lot of creepy atmosphere, a lot of questions raised, and no answers. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> I thought maybe one thing would be explained, but no, everything was contrary, and I was very upset by the end of it. Well, that sounds satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I actually, I like a lot of, it's because it's an independent game, it's just kind of a side scroll. I played Limbo, I talked about it on our second podcast, I think. Oh, really? Wherever Brent was, I guess a little bit in. Oh, yes, yes. But I, a lot of the indie games I get are kind of returns to video gaming when I was a kid, where you yeah. just, you go left to right, you jump over stuff that kills you. And if you want more story, you're going to have to read that little book that came with it. <laughs> but now they don't write the book. Well, you can... Yeah, you have to go look it up online. <laughs> so I, I played it. There was a cool zombie game that I played, which I couldn't... I deleted it because I couldn't play it because it was too anxiety-inducing. Really? Well, it's a, it's a side-scroller, but it's got some puzzle elements to it because there's obstacles. You have to like push stuff over to build a bridge to go to a place, but there's zombies chasing you. So it's a puzzle game, but it's timed. And the time limit is when you get eaten by zombies. That that does sound pretty brutal. And puzzles are already anxiety inducing to me, so I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. You know what? I don't have to do this to myself. <laughs> I just, I'm just now. I just want to throw a jigsaw puzzle at you and watch and you freak out. <laughs> so uh, I think that's actually going to wrap up what you watching, what you reading, what you playing. Uh, we got a little bit of extra time, so Jacqueline, uh, one question we like to ask our. Uh, our guests, and I'm sorry I didn't give you this to you ahead of time, <laughs> but uh, we always like to ask what your greatest geek out moment is. Uh, basically, whenever we have a guest on, we want to really show that everyone's a geek, even if it's about something that's not considered geeky. So is there a time where maybe you've met someone or you experienced yeah, something one. that just really blew your mind? Like mine is I met, a, I met the WWE champion, and it was great. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Which but one? I met CM Punk. Oh, okay. He made fun of me. It was great. <laughs> Not not John Cena, the champ. No, he was the champ was not there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think my great geek out moment may yet be ahead of me. Because um, <laughs> I, I haven't had one yet. Well, do you have a dream uh, geek out moment that you're oh, thinking yeah. of? No, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Take I'm that, sorry, all feel, current I, literary I, greats. <laughs> no, I, that's, that is the kind of thing that I, I'm the sort of person. If you put me on the spot and say, "What's your favorite?" my mind immediately it goes blank. Goes blank. Mm-hmm. And you think and of all the things that are of, the wrong answer. I'm yeah, the same this way. Is sort of an equivalent of that. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I met Sir Patrick Stewart in a green room. Why is that not number ago. one? Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> because this is the totality of, of our, our our exchange. He nods. Mm-hmm. 
pushes, puts a hand on my arm and he kisses. touched you. Yes, <laughs> you're blocking me. the food. <laughs> no, went to lay down on a couch and pulled a cap over his face. He's, he probably gets very tired. Like I'm a sure sleep cap, took, like an adorable like a old French. No, I wish <laughs> it, was, it was a little baseball cap. Like a don't that wake daddy cap. I, just, awesome. I pictured him like dressed as Ebenezer Scrooge, oh. like mm, sleep on the couch now. Yeah, or um, here's another lovely encounter. Uh, last year in Halifax, I was at a con and met Marina Bakarin. Okay, um, who is who was, that? Uh, Inara from Firefly. Okay, and 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 it was the kind of thing where she was already looking a little bit glazed, and I introduced myself, and she's like, "Oh, you're." You're not a crazed fan. You're one of the authors. And I could see she was kind of easing up a little. And then I said, uh, you know, a lot of my fans would, you're somebody they'd love to have play my main character who's a courtesan. And I see the veil come back down. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no. Like, yeah. Can but, I tell you, uh, I, in my but, brain, I thought you wanted to trick her. Like, oh, I'm not a crazy fan of author. But here's my script. Can you read it? <laughs> right. But no, I had to save. Because I was oh, prepared right. for that possibility. <laughs> and I, I backtracked real quick and said, but I loved your work in Homeland. Oh, uh, <laughs> there you go. That's I, Whenever we meet, well, not that we meet celebrities, celebrities, but whenever we meet somebody, I try, and my brain's pretty good at it, I, I pick whatever thing they're least known for. Yeah. Uh, we, I met Michael Rooker at the the last big thing we did, and I was like, ah, oh, you're great in Mallrats. <laughs> and they stop and go, was that, oh, it's in Mallrats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good piece of advice. Yeah. I think Ron Perlman's gonna be City of Lost Children. I got that one saved up. In the event that you ever meet, <laughs> he's at some stuff we go to. It might happen. Oh, that's. I think it's wishful thinking for the it most part. It is absolutely part. wishful thinking. <laughs> or Clayface from Batman. Oh, that's also oh, okay. He's Clayface from. I Batman. thought you were saying in if case we Clayface, ever meet Clayface from Batman. Like I love your work in Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> So we end all of our podcast with a game, uh, and uh, this week we brought the Plus Two Comedy Natural Funny DVD. This is our DVD what? full of all of our fantastic comedy. It's over an hour of comedy plus Make special features, and, and now it's been thrown. Jacqueline, what did you bring? Uh, I had to go to the registration desk and buy a copy of one of my books. Sale. I don't under- Why didn't they just give why you can't your you book? Go, this is mine. It's your thing. I know they're operating on a tight budget, so... Or did they buy them from you to sell? No, they um, they bought them from... Apparently, there wasn't a local bookstore that wanted to be represented in the dealer's room. Really? Yeah, not for That's a lack silly. of trying. I, right, so... Especially this town's so hipstery. I, I know. I think they'd love it. So they sent one of the volunteers out last night to round up <laughs> what they could find at Barnes & Noble. Huh. And, oh, wow. Uh, and... Bought them on, out of their own wow. budget. So okay, that, so I, guess I that's purchased one back, and I have a signed copy of Nama's Blessing here Ooh, to give away. Excellent. Nice. Now, to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member to come up here and play. However, since we put up these fantastic prizes, we would like a prize for us to win in the event that you lose. Now, it can be anything. You don't have to pick something amazing. But who has something that they are willing to risk to come up here and win these fantastic prizes? <laughs> Looking around. What? What's one high a five? One high five. Oh. Does anyone want to go higher than a high five? <laughs> Takers, people are digging into bags. 
See if you can find an extra high five in there. And a cosplay card. Okay, all right. She's sweetening the deal. But only one high five. Let's not go crazy <laughs> with the high fives. The high fives. <laughs> Any other takers? We're going to take that high five soon. Two dollars, two dollars, cash money. American. Avenger assemble. Oh, get uh, it. Puzzles. Get it. That was gross. <laughs> it's okay. Well, relax. <laughs> Will's freaking out. So, uh, Jacqueline, as our guest, the choice is yours. Would you like to play for the two dollars, the puzzle, or the high five and high five. cosplay cards? No, it's a Look, high I'm five. I'm super excited for this high five. It's a, a interesting. The question is: If is I win Jacqueline. the puzzle, can we give it to Will and make him no do it no, in a no. timed? It's not oh. a video game. in real life. I move in three dimensions, and I can walk away from puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that would be a fun prize, though. It's like do this puzzle, do this puzzle, do this puzzle, do this puzzle. Mm, fine. <laughs> All right. Yes. Jacqueline, the choice is yours. Who puzzle. do you choose? Choosing the puzzle. Come on up here. <laughs> Don't immediately hand the puzzle to somebody else. That's fine. Come on up here. Give it. Oh, oh, oh yes. high five. sweet. How about the two dollars? That's still <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Come on up here. Introduce yourself. Oh, your microphone might be off, so you might have to hit that switch right there. F- forward. Up. Oh, you turned it off. Now it's on. Okay. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, my name is Chris. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for coming up here on the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Uh, we are going to play a game called Google Feud. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It, I love the, the heavy sighing that I get every time I try to play this game. Google Feud is a, ga- is a great game. Basically, I will give you part of a Google search. Okay. Oh. You have to tell me how Google will f- complete this Google search. Uh-huh. The higher <laughs> up the answer is, the more points it is worth. Okay. So, let's play Google Feud. Oh, no, they've updated Google Feud, and good. it's trying to make me do more things. Well, Come on, good go. thing you didn't look into this before we started. Allow Google Feud. <laughs> I it, had that thought. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I might have knowledge for this. Google Feud. <laughs> yeah. All right. My phone only wants to copy and paste at this time. <laughs> it does not want to oh, start. Start. Come on. What is happening? <laughs> I'm on the page. The page has changed. <laughs> you sound like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I don't know how technology works? Is what says. <laughs> so uh, while this is loading, how are you guys? <laughs> how are you guys feeling? You guys feeling uh, good? You know what this is? Before the podcast, I mentioned how my phone was working and yeah, no one else was. about it. Yep. And now the hotel is mad. <laughs> yeah. And you get nothing. Right, Should have well, been prepared for that, right, having read House of Leaves. There's blood coming out of the charge port. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Got it. How does Google auto-complete this query? My friends are all blank. Who are we starting with? Well, we'll start with you. We'll start with me. Uh, my friends are all liars. My friends are all liars. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Not on there. What? Jacqueline, how would you end that? Uh, talking behind my back. Talking behind my back. Talking. I am apostrophe. <laughs> does grammar count? <laughs> no, it does not. Not on there. No. What are you thinking? My friends are in trouble. My friends are all in trouble. 
not on there. Uh, getting married. <laughs> older than me. Flakes. Better than me. Younger than me. Around me. <laughs> My friends are all around me. Well, that's nice. Wait, this is getting this is getting better. My friends are all dead and buried. My my friends are all turning green. Huh. That's the number three answer. My friends are all turning green. They're all dying. <laughs> uh, or are they sick? Oh, maybe with envy. That makes sense. Good call. Good call. Uh, my friends are all married, and my friends are all dead. That Yeah, it's a book. That's what I'm thinking it came from. All right, let's get another one of these. Hopefully. There we go. Ooh, Jacqueline, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, what if I ate blank? <laughs> what if uh, I ate pop rocks and coke? Ooh, Ooh good answer. Solid. Pop. Oop, that's poop rocks. Pop. Poop rocks. Put it rocks and coke. Not on there. Wow, that was a good one. Uh, that is not your turn. No, it okay. is not. Okay, I'll go with McDonald's fries. <laughs> McDonald's fries. <laughs> Nothing good. McDonald's fries. Not on there. Will. Uh, what if I ate raw chicken? Raw chicken. Mm, chicken. Yeah. Mm, chicken. <laughs> That's how I say. The number nine answer. Ah, Good for 2,000 points. Uh, what if I ate the day before a colonoscopy? Oh. <laughs> All right. Raw chicken before a blood test. Spoiled chicken. Weed. Uncooked pork, sil- silica gel, oh, the stuff oh, that's in yeah. your... Beef jerky uh, and shoes. Poop. Apparently, I, I was uh, trying to help you out when I said oh, poop rocks. Shoot. Poop. Should have let you run with that. Moldy bread, and the number one answer is mold. Mm, yes, gross. Mold. All right. This is an interesting one. Uh, actually, you know what? I think we did this one. Let me get a new one. We, we played this game a lot. <laughs> So we did, I think my mom is, right? Because I think it's all cheating on my dad. And, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of bad stuff. I do remember uh, that. Now I've accidentally gone to Wikipedia. Well, what's that well, say? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of incorrect information, or, or so my English teacher tells me. You have an English teacher? Yes. <laughs> I like guys with... I like guys with... Who is it? Uh, we're starting with you, sir. How do you like your guys... <laughs> With glasses. <laughs> with glasses? Right, is that your answer? Enough. I like my guys with glasses. Hold on. With glasses. Go. Not on there. Good answer, mm-hmm. though. Well, to me, uh, based off of what I know about women with nice calves. What? I like guys with nice calves. Nice calves. You never run into that? Oh, calves. I heard the calves. calves. As, as, like the cows. As like in cows? <laughs> like a dairy farm. <laughs> like me a cattleman. Yeah, see? Ladies like cowboys. Not on there. Jacqueline. Uh, I'm trying to keep it <clears throat> in the PG realm. Let's try strong I'd... hands. <laughs> With strong hands. <laughs> no, that made being... it dirtier now. <laughs> <laughs> strong hands is not on there. Ew. All right. I don't know who uses Google. That's what I'm learning right now. Mm-hmm. I like guys with veiny arms. What? Yeah, right? 
Like, oh, those, oh, those veiny arms. Uh, I like guys with big noses. All right. Uh, I like guys with long hair. I like guys with acne. Mm. I like guys with curly hair. I like guys with glasses. I think you said in glasses, and I put it in wrong. So I will definitely give you your points. So that's good for 6,000 points. Uh, I like guys with beards. I like guys with facial hair. I like guys with girlfriends. I don't think that's true. Because you guys all heard about that Ashley Madison thing happened, right? Uh after that, they also are now suing because there were no females on Ashley Madison <laughs> at all. It was there were zero females. It was all employees of the website. So everyone's getting in trouble for nothing. Uh, and the number one answer was, "I like guys with tattoos." Yes, guys with tattoos. So that's a full round, and that means our winner with six thousand points. Right. Come get your prizes. Nice. You can even keep the puzzle that you stole from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Make it go away. All right. Thank you so much for coming up here and, and playing our game. Thank you. And enjoy our DVD. And also that book. And, and book? also that yeah. book. Maybe simultaneously. That might be hard well, to do. Well, unfortunately, it's the very last one, <laughs> which I didn't choose for diabolical reasons. It was the only one they had two of, so... <laughs> I don't know. I've done, were, uh, no, that was clever. You're forcing him to now have to go buy the rest of the books. Well, that's what I was saying it wasn't. It wasn't for that. But. I think the first Game of Thrones book I read was the third one because it was the only one a friend of mine had and lent mm-hmm. to me. And I was like, "Well, I got to go back now. This is kind of interesting. <laughs> I want to know why this happened." Yeah. So, Jacqueline, we got to get out of here. Anything you want to plug? Uh, not really. Because I. I, I <laughs> I don't have a release date coming up till 2017. Though, actually, uh, Poison Fruit, the last Agent of Hell book, did does come out in paperback September 1st, now that you mention it. So Excellent. thank you. Uh, any Twitter uh, websites, anything like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at um, jcarryauthor, um, and I have a page on Facebook that I think is just Jack One Carry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, come find me there. And do you have? Are you available on like Kindle and stuff? All that good. Oh yeah, excellent, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Will anything to add? Uh, you guys can check out my line of Mormon-friendly pewter miniatures Ooh, that I will exciting. now be working on since we mentioned. It. I think we've started a new business at the end of every <laughs> single one of our podcasts we've done the last also, few weeks. At plus two comedy Twitter. Yes, exactly. Please give us five stars on iTunes, five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on PodcastLine.com. Make us the podcast of the month. Upcoming shows at this here convention include, uh, we're hosting the uh, comedy, or not the comedy competition, the cosplay competition at 6 o'clock. Then we're also doing Beyond the Tentacle. It says the Slash Fiction World Championships in your uh, booklets. Yeah, it's but it's smut actually, either way. Yeah, it's still going to be smut, I promise you. Uh, that's going to be downstairs. It's called Beyond the Tentacle, where we take a look at Japanese fetishes. I highly recommend it. And then we are doing, uh, we are going to be hosting Shimmy Ninja show on Alice in Wonderland and then also become check us out at 1.30 uh, tomorrow we will be doing never, never mind, mind the, the sweat, drops. sweat drops yes we're going to be doing a super panel with Charles Dunbar so be sure to check all those fantastic things out and we would like to thank Ben Affleck for making mm-hmm. the show possible and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe you'll always be daredevil to me this has been the Plus Two Comedy Podcast thank you guys so much Woo!